Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of Let's Talk About Brand was initially broadcast as a live stream in 2021. It has been edited from its original format. Welcome to Let's Talk About Brand. I, of course, am Christine Gritman. I do this show every single Friday at 12 noon Eastern, and it's all about branding. I talk to very smart people about different elements of branding, and today's very smart people are Courtney and Brian Kramer, the founders of H2H Coaching and Consulting, among other things. All right, so let's get to our fabulous guests. Courtney and Brian Kramer have been working together. They are married and they've been working together for years and years with their creative agency, Pure Matter. And over time, they realized that, you know, humanity was such an essential part of the equation that was so frequently missing from uh, business dealings. <laughs> so they created H2H. I think they actually might have uh, trademarked H2H. We're going to talk about that. But everyone talks about business to business, business to consumer. They're all about H2H. They're good peeps. Let's bring them on, everybody. Yay! <laughs> Hello, Courtney and Brian. Welcome, welcome. How are you doing today? Hello. Hello. Hi. So, yeah, so the obvious, the big obvious thing to start with is business to business, business to consumer. Everybody knows about those. How did you realize that H to H like needed to be stated? Because of course everyone is dealing human to human, but that often gets lost in the sauce. So when did you know that that needed to be outright a thing? I can take that. Um, we <laughs> both have been talking about it for years before we actually, um, it became like a, a thing thing that before people were heard about it from us. So, um, because in, in, uh, what year was it, Courtney? It was 20, um, it was five years ago now that, that it actually became a thing. I think that it, it was, uh, year of birth, 2014, 2014. <laughs> so, so it was, it was years and years before that, um, that we were talking about it though in the agency. Um, and, and we were talking about it because, we we still believe that the HH human human is something even just in in human human design, which is now some, means something. Well, it, there is a whole different meaning to human design in in like coaching, and and there's a whole another meaning behind that. But um, human design and human centered focus and the customer at the center and like all this stuff means like how do you put the customer at the center and and then you take a look at like um how does the how does the customer um how is the customer um being heard and what does communication mean and how is it how is it relatable and then also um 
where was communication all before social media happened um, in in our agency? So before social ever landed, which really isn't that old, social media is like we can all talk about anybody listening to this can, which is kind of interesting if you think about it. Anyone listening to this can talk about before social media. Yeah, that I yeah. mean, that's kind of like that's kind of like we're, we're all old enough to talk about that. And yeah. so when you when you think back to before social media, um, co- companies could um, could talk in one direction, meaning they could talk and everyone had to listen. Yeah. And so really human to human in the truest sense before it came on the scene didn't exist. In the scene, in the sense of what we're talking about, yeah. And so was we just were about always a billboard. It was about just a sales message. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll jump exactly. in here too. Is that our, in the early days of our agency, which is in Silicon Valley, you know, the the low hanging fruit of business was was B two B. You know, like marketing to through channel partners or you know microchips and you know software and technology and. So it's probably born out of frustration, frankly, which was um, us getting uh, clients that were that were wanting us to speak in speeds and feeds and super boring techno talk. And uh, so we we actually created that slide that is now the cover of Brian's book, um, that black and white now infamous slide um, years ago. uh, And we would put it in every single slide deck to try to let people know that. Hey, hey, client, there's no B2B or B2C. It's actually human to human, H to H. No one buys from businesses. They buy from humans. So when we're developing your campaign, it doesn't matter if you're marketing to a channel partner or you're selling through someone, you're still marketing to a person. Like what you're selling is being purchased by a person. So we need to find a way to make it connect with them, you know, emotionally. So let's explore those those things. And that's eventually what became HJH and those three simple tenants that Brian will talk about. Um, the, uh, th- that's what we needed to find. And I love how you connected that to social media, because that really is when it became a conversation. Previously, yeah. marketers were always about the message that goes out. And now it's about the relationships, about the conversations. So you mentioned <laughs> that uh, Brian was going to kind of go into those tenants. So let's let's hear some of those kind of things that sort of the is it like kind of the 10 commandments of what h to h means like what do you have going on there <laughs> educate us oh man uh that's funny i had <laughs> that's the first time i've ever heard somebody say that and I, now i'm gonna use that and i'll, I'll uh, i will uh attribute that to you so um have it carved the, on a stone the... tablet put up in your office you know i see a new slide in the slide deck coming And there we have the 10 human to human commandments. And there is that, I don't know if it was a far side cartoon or whatever, but it showed Moses with the two tablets and then a third one that broke. (laughs) So you could could kind of have the broken one being all the crap that's old school, like sell, sell, sell. (laughs) That's the broken tablet. I love it. Giving you go over it, Kramers. That would be awesome. And we will send them out as holiday gifts all right i i'll, I'll expect one I'll, I'll leave a spot on my bookshelf i mean if we don't give you one <laughs> I mean, who are we you know what bookends <laughs> bookends make bookends bookends okay. well anyway uh, let's actually learn here instead of me but just being silly <laughs> it, it's friday 
It is Friday. It is. Gotta get um, down on Friday. So uh, here they are. And here's what I would, what I would ask. Um, I'll ask everybody in the audience and uh, you know what I'm going to, I'm going to say is um, uh, Christine, why don't, why don't you in maybe I, whether you can flash up people's answers or you can answer on behalf, uh, depending upon the, the delay of the video. Cause sometimes I know it, there's a delay. So let's make this interactive. Um the way that I like to do this is, is we can make this interactive so everybody gets a chance to really lean in and understand how this works. Let's Courtney's do done this enough, so she doesn't get to answer because she knows <laughs> the answers. Um, but if, um, yeah, so so there's three tenants, but they all play together. You'll see how this works in the end. And um, this applies to both people and brands. And so you can you can see how a personal brand and a business brand can can actually have this work. The first one is simplicity. And I'm going to use a business brand because it'll make more sense. So simplicity, think about how a business brand, which business brand embraces simplicity and conjure up in your mind what that means and which business brand comes up first for you. Type it in the comments. Type which brand embraces simplicity. What comes up first for that word? Simplicity. Um, Christine, obviously too? you're... What? Should I answer too? Yes, please. <laughs> I think immediately of two things at once because they have very similar brands and they've actually worked together, which is Real Simple Magazine and the Container Store. Ooh. Oh my gosh. See, the... I've not heard those two ever, and I love the, both of those answers. Um, yes, that's so cool. Now, give me some meaning behind them. I, I just want to hear more. Well, I, I feel like they, they're they all about paring down to level up. They're all about creating this sense of space to create um, a sense of calm. In fact, a few weeks ago, I got so desperate not only to get out of the house, but to have some sense of like... That I double masked it and went to the container store. <laughs> and I actually Instagram lived it. I'm like, look at all this like cleanliness and organization. It's so like, <sighs> and anyone who follows the home edit on Instagram also knows that feeling of there's just order. There isn't clutter. There's so much clutter in our heads and in our lives that those brands just really take a feeling of you can have this feeling of common simplicity as well. We'll just sell it to you. Yeah. I feel like that's what's going to come out of this pandemic, by the way, is like a mass organization Absolutely. event. <laughs> Everyone needs order and beauty. And we simplicity. really do. I'd love some more comments about this, you guys. So tell us, tell us in the comments, what do you see as a brand based on simplicity? Yeah, that's funny. We, we get Apple a lot when yeah. we ask this question. Apple's so beautiful and clean and just cool. Oh, Jen Cole. Yeah. Hi, Jen Cole. Jen Good Cole's to see you. Jen our community manager, and she picks our winner. Oh. Genevieve just wants to double mask and go to the container store. I'll meet you in Paramus, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is, so you think of Apple. Apple makes a lot of sense. They've really elevated simplicity to an art form. Yeah, they did. They really, They did. They did because you can count all their products basically on two hands. And um, and then also you can call it back, you know, very quickly. You can say exactly what they 
they sell. Um, I think we could all we could all uh, very quickly say what they do. Um, uh, you know what impact they've had on the world, even more so. Yeah. The simplicity of the impact of their company, their why. If you were to steal um, Simon Sinek's um, uh, uh, language, is is very very simple. So, so um, now why does so simplicity and branding play into the H to H element? Well, simplicity in branding is uh, at the heart of how we show up in the world. But I'm going to pass that torch over to Courtney. She's she's like my yeah. branding. Like if I answer yeah. that question, I'm taking I'm stealing her thunder. <laughs> um, simplicity in branding is paramount because if you're not clear in uh, what you're communicating and what you're a stand for, no one knows what you are a stand for. And uh, there's so much noise and clutter. Uh, in the world that if if yeah. you're all over the place as a brand, you're, no one's going to know either where you are, who you are, or how to find you. <laughs> so it, it, simplicity is, I think, in my opinion, one of the most important ones. Well, it's it's one of my favorite as a as a brand marketer myself. Um, yeah, you, you have to know what you're a stand for. And, and also just some commentary about that. I believe uh, brands who don't know what they're a stand for are not going to survive this pandemic. That is very true because it's all about cutting down the friction between what you're putting out there and what the humans on the other end receive. So that that's beautiful. Yeah. And I love, by the way, how the room that you're in really embraces that aesthetic quite nicely. There's no clutter. There's no Thank crap. You. I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, you're a human. You might have clutter in the corner that's off camera. Please tell me you do. But <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> it's it's in the other room. It's probably in BK's office. No, uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. So what is the second thing? The first thing is we've got branding with simplicity. What's number two? Okay. So the next one is empathy. Um, it's one of my favorites because I tend to be an, uh, emp uh, an empath, actually. And um, which uh, which is both good and bad, um, but we'll talk about that another time. So the the uh, em empathy is is an, is the way that we have to think about this is em embracing empathy, not not um, have not the to totality of empathy. So who which brand actually embraces empathy for their customer? When you think about that in that light, it changes the game of empathy. Um, so think about that. Which brand do you believe um, when you think of all of those companies out there, which brand embraces empathy for their customer? Um, what experience might you have had where you felt embraced like the, they had empathy for you? And, and, and even more deeply, which one felt like a human experience? Like, wow, they, they did that. Oh, my gosh. You know, and those moments go even deeper. Like, I'm never going to leave these people like they have me for life. You know, one brand that came up a lot on the chat and sorry, there's a fire alarm going off here, but not in my house. We're good. I can't hear it. Uh, good. Uh, one, but hopefully you're OK. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's just the town, the town volunteer fire alarm of. Anyway, but uh, Marilyn says Audi, which is great. That's they should be oh, cool. providing a very personalized experience. Um, one thing that came up a lot in the chat that I've experienced personally is Chewy, the, the pet goods uh, company, mm -hmm. because they have a reputation now where if your pet dies, 
they like send you stuff. They, they, they've sent flowers to people, people who have multiple pets. They know that they've got it in their system and they've sent gifts to the pets in as, as like condolence for losing their buddy. Uh, Chewy just really takes pet care to an extremely human level. They're fantastic with that. They have, they have serious empathy. <laughs> I, I wish you were in all of my audiences. You're bringing up like stuff I've never heard of before. <laughs> and I'm not used to that. It's like, you're not giving me any standard answers. Um, so I, toes, I, man. <laughs> yeah, th- this is so wonderful. I love it. And I love to hear more from the audience too. So yes. guys, please, please keep keep them coming in. Cause we want to hear about your experiences that's what this is all about. And I want to make sure that you get highlighted and I want to go back into the comments and I want to reply to your comments yeah. so that we keep this human to human. So later on, Courtney and I can get to meet you because that's what this is all about. Yeah. Genevieve um, is oh. pointing out there's so much opportunity to get long-term loyalty based on empathy, but it can't be, you know, strategic empathy, you know? No. <laughs> right. That's a good lead into the third tenant. But but wait, what are some brands that people usually bring up for that one for empathy? Oh yeah, Apple's good on that this too. By the one. way, Apple so, Care actually cares. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, you know what most people bring up, and and I do agree with it is uh, Amazon. Ah. Um, and and here's why: because you can return anything. Yeah, um, and it's Nordstrom without question. Nordstrom, Nordstrom was the well. yeah. Yeah, Nordstrom kind of started that. They were the they were the impetus behind it, and that's a good one, Court. Um, LLB yeah, is good and- on that too. Actually, I had a backpack from like seventh grade, and it started breaking in my twenties, and they sent me a new one. I sent it to them just being like, if you can repair it, it's fine. I love this backpack. Just a repair would be all good. I don't need anything new, but they sent me a whole new one. And then the next, and then when that one broke, I didn't even bother. Uh, Cause I'm like, you know what? They deserve my money. <laughs> so I got a new one uh, to pay, who, but they're, oh, who was Gucci the brand again. that you said? Gucci, Marilyn coming out with the Audi and the Gucci. Woo-hoo. <laughs> you know how she rolls. Yeah. I got to be hanging with Marilyn. <laughs> Literally. Down Island again, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that it dovetails Courtney nicely into the third tenant. What is that? Go well, ahead, Court. This one is my favorite because this is actually um, one of the main reasons why I fell in love with Brian. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't wait which, to hear this one. Which is imperfection. <laughs> in, in the most like, endearing kind of way like brian's nickname is gaylord fokker by the way um if any of you out there have seen the movie uh, (laughs) i haven't seen him do that however we're not saying we did or we didn't (laughs) just about any every other thing that happened in that movie meet the parents actually happened to brian uh in real life uh i remember when we were first dating that movie was out in theaters and we were (laughs) sitting in the theater watching it and um i was like just cracking up like and i remember looking over and he was just like watching it like this it's like what is wrong with you why are you not laughing this is the funniest thing i've ever seen and and he's like i don't want to talk about it (laughs) 
hit a little too close to home. A little too much yes. empathy there. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying the volleyball scene happened or it didn't happen. <laughs> oh. so, Carly, tell us about why imperfection is awesome. Well, in, so, oh, Courtney, sorry. Go, go, go. No, go. no, no. Go, go ahead. Another imperfect moment. I love it. <laughs> well, what a great example, right? Like, th- this is about living life in real time and about um, perfect sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, per- perfect, like your face just said it all, right? Perfect has a face. <laughs> we always used to say that. Whenever something got its own face, it was time for it to go, um, which is like, uh, it, it conjures up anxiety. It uh, is not genuine. It is fake. It is absolutely the opposite of authenticity. And like, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't build trust. You know, tr- trust is built uh, between any people or brands by doing what you say you're going to do. It's your, when your actions meet your words. That's the simplest form of trust building. And if you're striving for perfection, um, your actions will never meet your words because it's just not attainable. So imperfection has to be striven for. Is it a word? <laughs> I think it works. I think we all know what um, it means. Yeah. Well, it, it, the reason why people are afraid of imperfection is because it requires vulnerability, right? And it requires you to like crack yourself open for being okay to trip and fall and fall flat on your face and trust that the people who are there to witness it are going to reach down and pick you up instead of point and laugh. I really (laughs) like that. And that's perfect that you said that because actually next week's topic is vulnerability, which is really funny. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, it, it, yeah, it makes my heart sing that people like Brene Brown, like, I, I feel like, well, this is a little woo-woo and like a little insight okay. into me, but like, I, I get very happy when I hear, like, the universal download is wanting humanity to be more vulnerable because it is coming through multiple, you know, orders like Brene Brown and, you know, even the Simon Sinek and Brian and, you know, me and you and like, it's coming through. The, the universal ether right now and it's a it's a message that needs to be heard so it makes me happy i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So so now it's interesting because some of the brands that I was thinking of with the first things like the simplicity, 
and and the um the empathy then you come to the imperfection and i feel like that's the part that probably trips people up or that people use in the wrong way the most yeah. frequently like there's, right. there's good and bad ways to incorporate that sort of imperfection can you speak to that a little bit yeah well like courtney just said you can't you can't um perfection doesn't exist so when you're trying to strive for striven for just a quote, when you're trying to striven for perfection, you can't, you can't because, um, because it doesn't exist. So you're striving for this thing that's not there. And, um, and what, what is um, when it's impossible to be this thing, then, um, then, then you need to, first of all, acknowledge that um, as a company, as a person. So acknowledge that to yourself, there is no such thing. Like, like if you're sitting in the audience right now, just say that, like, or say that in inward, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to arrive to this place. that doesn't exist. And number two is that, um, what is it? What does imperfect mean to me? Um, what is that? Uh, everybody has their own definition. And number three is how am I going to embrace my imperfection? Now, for me, it was Courtney all those years ago saying, and what she didn't say to, to you, and I'll, I'll say it here now publicly on recording on Facebook and Twitter and wherever this is being recorded, that she said right after the movie, um, if you can't learn to embrace your inner Fokker, then we're probably not going to work out. And that moment had an impact on me um, because I wanted to marry this woman. And if I basically what she was saying is if you can't learn to embrace your imperfections, uh, then that's not the kind of person I want to be with. And that's who we all want to buy from. That's who we all want to be with. We want to pe- be with people that are that are that are, you know, us that are that are being us that are embracing us ourselves, our real true selves. So I the question like is a shift. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like there's been a shift because I feel like previously in like a previous incarnation of what marketing was and especially what personal branding was, it was this idea of projecting an image of success about being aspirational rather than being relatable. And I feel like things have shifted. I I mean, I personally feel like it's because of things like social media where it's a conversation, not just a broadcast. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on how that shifted because we've all heard, right? You know, you want to project a professional image and that is sort of, that tide is turning. Well, I think social media made it uh, not possible to sustain that, <laughs> right? Because because of the ability to have a conversation. And I mean, we've seen um, like Instagram influencers who are you know, trying to maintain that perfect image. And then it it just comes crumbling down because there's too many cameras around that can expose the, the, the fakery of it all. Right. So uh, it's, it's not, I I don't think that it's sustainable and and it's too hard on the psyche of the people who are trying to do it, frankly, you know, like I, we're not built as human beings to maintain that level of, of fakery, which I think is um, uh, well, my, my own personal opinion is like this whole, the pandemic too has uh, shifted celebrity culture and what it means to be a celebrity. Uh, I, I don't think, I think that that whole facade has sort of also shifted 
um, in the, the celebrity worship, whether it be influencers or, you know, Hollywood celebrities or whatever, like we're, we've all sort of realized because of social media or because of the, the great equalizer that was this, this pandemic and the fact that we all are human, social media helped get us there. And then the pandemic took it to a new level, um, which was um, we're, we're all just human beings trying to do the best that we can to survive. And how about we just take a really hard look at what really matters <laughs> in the world? <laughs> like, how about we do that first? <laughs> Good call. Yeah, I feel bad for the influencers that um, that built all this uh, influence up in this at this time under the guise of perfection. And when they are um, they hit this place where this this plateau, which it, which will come and um, and they're not going to know what to do at at a point when vulnerability is at a, at a high. And that because because that is like you just said that is that is becoming stronger and stronger. I think it's eventually hu- humanity is going to win, um, and we can talk about that as an, as another. I mean that's that's a whole another thing because I do think that 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 now there's a whole another piece to technology and humanity and and what's happening because five years ago was social media takeover, but now it's a totally different defined. Uh, there's a whole another thing that's coming as it's being defined by AI and augmented reality and like all kinds of other things that are happening. That's redefining what human human means before I go off on that path though, I do want to finish where we were heading, which is um, how do you embrace imperfection Um, just to put a period on that um, and, and everybody's and get everybody's answer um, which is what it, what company embraces. And this is key because again, perfection doesn't exist. What company embraces imperfection? Um, which one comes out showing their humanity, showing their inner Gaylord Fokker in a moment of when, say, something goes wrong and they just show themselves as as having embraced it? What do you think about that? My brain goes to mayhem <laughs> from the, from those insurance ads. <laughs> because yeah. the whole point is stuff happens. And that's why you need yeah. better insurance. But <laughs> right. Yeah. Again, an answer I haven't, I haven't had. I'm so original yeah. today or, or I'm off yeah. the mark. It could go either way. <laughs> no, I know. Good stuff. Is it, well, and on that same vein of insurance, is it progressive that does those um, <laughs> we're going to, or when you're, when you're, uh, when you buy a house that you become your parents. <laughs> it's oh, like that's, a, that's a different one, I think, but yeah, yeah. The becoming your parents. That's always a when, when when they're trying to teach him how to pronounce quinoa, I think he's like quinoa. He's like, <laughs> that's my favorite commercial of all time. It's so freaking funny. What but yet I can't remember who it's for. So, hmm. <laughs> what companies do you yeah, guys usually hear for that? For the embracing of the imperfections? Uh, Dove is is the the consistent answer that I get um, because of their ads in really? diversity, and everyone's beautiful. Um, and it doesn't matter what your skin color or your imperfections look like. Um, and, and I do good think about that too. Aerie is Aeropostale's kind of lingerie and swimwear and stuff. And they've been great with that. They, they have come out as saying, first of all, that they won't airbrush anything. 
So they include, mm. uh, you know, visual imperfections, but they also by default show a wide range of body types. You know, some companies, they'll have like a secondary picture or a tertiary picture of someone with a larger body type in that item, but they have it straight up. They have a whole variety if you just scroll through and they're, they've enlisted a different type of influencer. They they have a whole influencer army on Instagram, but a lot they aren't, you know, the perfect little skinny people. They're people of a wider range of body types, of skin colors. Um, I'm not even sure they might actually even have someone gender non-conforming. I mean, they're just Sephora is great with that. Um, but just the idea of showing there's so many, there's such a range of what beautiful can be. Sephora's gotten heat for that, actually, because Sephora has shown, um, especially when it comes to, like, gender identity, Sephora has really been at the forefront of, of pushing stuff like that forward. Mm -hmm. It's just representation, relatability, empathy, realness. Mm -hmm. What a great example of, um, that's also authenticity, because they know their customer. Yeah. I mean, that, that's... They know their customer who is purchasing their products. I love that. Yeah. Um, so we are going to actually uh, wrap up in just a minute, but Brian, it definitely sounded like you had another pathway that you wanted to hit on. So I would love to hear that because I want to make sure that we can embrace the whole message of human to human. Oh, I would just, I would just say, well, one thing just to put a period on that whole thing is that while we just talked about each one of those, um, it's hard enough to be simplicity or uh, embrace simplicity. It's hard enough to embrace empathy. It's hard enough to embrace um, in, 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 your imperfection. Um, then when you want to strive as a company or a person um, and without um, with, with uh, really taking on that authenticity of all of those things, um, then, then you look at how, how do I move my, my brand in into uh, into embracing two of them, and that becomes even harder. And you start, and we won't go down that path because we don't have time. But um, but look at the brands that have two out of the three, and it starts to become harder to identify those. And then you start to look at the brands, and and usually I end up with if I'm speaking in an audience, I get zero hands or maybe one or two. Um, what are three? Uh, what companies have three of those. And, and then you, you start to see, um, you know, that none, none or, or, or very few take on those qualities. And, and that's when it becomes interesting because we, we tend to focus on content and marketing plans and um, sales plans and HR plans and our product and our, and, and, and less on the impact that we want to make. And that's why, that's why it's so important that we take from, back from what I originally talked about. And you, you asked a great question about the impact. What is the impact we want to have? Why is that so important? And why is that important to the brand? Or why is that important to us as humans? Because the impact is the experience that we all have and what we leave on each other. And when you have that experience and you leave that, that's what people remember. That's, they remember that more than anything else. And when you can leave that impact with simplicity, empathy, and imperfection, it creates such a, a much richer dynamic. And if you could work towards those three and then work on your content and then work on your HR and then we're, and weave that all back into how does that weave into embracing those three things, then you will kill it. Then you will make a, such a bigger impact in life as a person or a brand. So that's where I really think that, um, you know, you, if you want to be a human driven company, follow that as your guideline. And I'm sorry, I didn't really, I didn't really 
follow my other path there because I don't know how much time you have. But I just wanted to end on the note of how those how the the Bible the the, the Bible piece ended on that. Um, yeah. So the 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 other piece is where human to human is, and so and that's we've got all these we've got all these things that are that are going on now AI and machine learning and so where are the human touch points in, in all that we do? Um, walk to over to a whiteboard and whiteboard out everything that's happening in your company, all the email marketing stuff, all the everything, and look at your whiteboard and say, where is the human moment in all that? And and it doesn't just have to be empathy, simplicity, and imperfection. It's also like, where is the human moment in everything we're doing? Um, are you just trying to automate everything? Can I put a bow on that real quick? Yeah, please. It, yeah, it, take us home. Uh, be, well, because of what you just said is really important. Machines can never dictate the impact and outcomes that you want on your employees and your customers or your products. This is only something that human beings can do. That, that to me is what human to human is, being an h to h company. So um, if, if there's anything that you can do for your business and your brand, map the, the income or uh, incomes. Yes. Map, map your incomes, <laughs> map your impacts and your outcomes that you want to have on, on whoever it is that, that you're trying to reach. And um, you'll have a whole different experience than trying to do it. You know, the, the traditional way. I love that the human impact and that idea is a, that idea of mapping out the touch points is so crucial. How can you make every single touch point feel more human? That's beautiful. Yep. I love it. Awesome sauce. Well, thank you so much, Kramers. Can you can you say the whole titles of both of the books, please? <laughs> there's no B2B. There's no B2B or B2C. It's HH, Human to Human, or Shareology, how sharing is powering the human economy. And um, Shareology, uh, also, if you want to go, uh, if you want to see how Shareology ended up, uh, uh, actually ended up um, becoming like even like an actual case study, it ended up in becoming a TED talk, which uh, showed up on stage at a TED that drove everybody in the audience to, uh, they, for the first time ever, TED allowed cell phones in the audience. Um, it, the CEO of TED had to be uh, asked, requested to do this, and which actually my request was what got me into TED. Um, when they fir had first invited me, it was my my ask. And then and then uh, they uh, did, did went for it, and we basically reproved how sharing um, sharing could spread throughout the world with with um, uh, um, and power the human economy. And we did sharing inspires hashtag, and then we proved how that could spread throughout the world with just a handful of people, without just two hundred people in one auditorium, and how that could work. And then we mapped it and showed the data. Uh, at the end of the day and showed how anybody could do this. And, and we proved how sharing, sharing works. Um, so that's what shareology actually is all about. How, when, why, what, and um, uh, sharing works. And there's a formula in there and it's actually the extension of HDH, but it was supposed to be my first book. Um, but HDH was a, was a surprise baby. So, um, so you're getting both books. Where and how should people find you? We're not very H to H, so please don't reach out to us. Um, <laughs> don't call them. Don't show up at their house. <laughs> I, I I am a Twitter girl, so find me on Twitter at CS has arrived. Brian, not so much. 
<laughs> no, you can find me at Brian Kramer on Twitter. I'll, uh, I will reply. But don't and apparently. She's on Twitter <laughs> a, a, a heck of a lot more. I will, I will reply. I will reply. I, I'm just not as, as much on there as she is. And then, um, you can, you can hit me up on every platform at Brian Kramer or, or at briankramer.com. Um, and you all also my, have your, you also have your whole H2H community. I do. Yeah. Both of us, both of us run H2. If you go to H number two, H hub.com, it will take you to the Facebook group. There's just under, uh, 3000 heartwarming, passionate, loving, uh, wonderful humans in there talking about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, you can, you can attest to it. It's just like, they're wonderful people. And so if you want to have this kind of discussion, this is, that's the place to be. Yeah. H2Hhub.com. Yeah. That'll take you right there. And we'll let, we'll, we'll press the accept button right away. Fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. Both of you. Uh, thanks for keeping it human. <laughs> Thanks and for having us. And, th- and this plays in really nicely to next week's topic. Next week's topic, as I mentioned, is about branding with vulnerability. So that kicks off on Tuesday with my Twitter chat, where we're going to be talking about branding with vulnerability. What does vulnerability mean? What's the line between being vulnerable and real versus being a hot mess? You know, we're going to talk about how to incorporate lessons of vulnerability into your your work, your social media, your brand, your life. And then on Friday, we're going to have a great chat about that with my good friend, Ms. Michaela Alexis. She is a LinkedIn expert and trainer, but she actually got her start um, as kind of a high-profile uh personal brand by just being vulnerable and being real and being human on LinkedIn, which is not the platform many people would expect, but as she will discuss, it has changed her life. So definitely join us next week on Tuesday for the Twitter chat and on Friday for my live stream. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk About Brand, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Christine Gritman, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Christine Gritman. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.